Hello and welcome. Tuesday again, but this time it's just me. Marianne is visiting her kids and grandkids and having a blast with them. And she will be back uh, probably uh, the next time in two weeks. So what am I going to talk about today? Climate change. Are we barking up the wrong tree? I mean, we have been talking about climate change at least since the 80s. And the focus has always been on CO2 emissions. And nothing has changed. Oh, wait a second. The emissions have almost doubled since 1980. So what are we doing? Are we even, except for talking about it, are we even actually interested or the powers to be more, more uh, better said, interested in truly changing something? One thing that I realized is that we do need CO2 for photosynthesis. So to totally scrub CO2 out of the atmosphere is really foolhardy. Reducing it, there is uh, one thing, but there is another aspect to emissions. It's not just the pure, clean CO2 gas that gets emitted. There are particles in there. And what if it's the particles, the air pollution, that is actually created through the emissions that is way more a culprit than just the CO2 gas? And then why would I say, are we barking up the wrong tree? What if, and I am starting to see it that way, climate change is the way the earth is initiating humanity. We have to change. We cannot continue the way we have been operating. We cannot continue with the story of separation that underlies everything. And very much so that we are separate from nature. No, we are not separate from nature. We are part of nature. And it shows in so many ways that uh, nowadays, science is trying to break down complex, not complicated, but complex correlations, relationships into simple building blocks. As if we can do sort of nature by Lego. We'll take a few blue and a green and a uh, red ones and yellow ones and white ones and we'll build. Uh, is that going to work? 
do we really know enough of how all those building blocks are related to each other and how they are affecting one, one each other? I don't have, I, I know we don't have a clue. We have maybe a simple understanding, but nothing about the complexity of life. We have no understanding of that. And if we would have, we would have changed things a lot sooner and we would not have done things like dealing, uh, spraying with glyphosate, be it Roundup as a weed killer here at home, be it glyphosate on the fields. Do we really think that I can kill a weed and not affect any other life form, including the human life form, which nowadays is really showing up with all the lawsuits that are uh, put against Monsanto Bayer in regards to the use of Roundup in regards to the use of glyphosate. It's just, we can't kill life and think it's okay because we decided that this is a weed. This is useless. How many things are we deciding are useless? or can be exploited? How much exploitation do we have in nature and even with people? Is that part of the initiation that climate change is showing us that we are out of balance? We are, have reached a stage where we are not honoring life, not promoting life, not protecting life. I mean, I can sometimes feel it energetically when I'm pulling weeds. There is almost a resistance. You are killing as what I'm hearing in energetically within me. And yes, I have a rental and I have the option to either spray or I can pull the weeds. I'd rather pull the weeds, even though it's more laborious and way more uh, intensive than just having one spray application. But how much else am I killing? If I spray, I kill the, the soil. And it just makes the weeds grow more. They become resistant. Nature adapts. Nature learns. And we have the problem with having 
Roundup-resistant weeds, glyphosate-resistant weeds, but we've also seen it with uh, all the antibiotics that illnesses are getting and shifting and the viruses and the bacteria are becoming resistant to the uh, antibiotics. They become superbugs. How many antibiotics are we ingesting, not just because we are giving them due to an illness that we have, but how many antibiotics are in the meat that you buy on the grocery shelf? And it doesn't matter what kind of meat. It can be beef, it can be pork, it can be chicken, turkey. Uh, all of them are fed with antibiotics to keep any uh, illnesses in the animals in check. Is that where we want to go? Is that how we are supporting life? Hmm. What do you know? And what are you aware of? And looking at, I've been reading a book by Charles Eisenstein, The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. And he goes into detail on where all the story of separation is showing up. As I said, it's an attempting to break down things, complex uh, relationships into simple building blocks. But it's also in the money system, it's in politics. Uh, we are losing our ability to communicate with, if you look how many people, even when they are in the group, or pulling out their smartphones and are on their phones, but not talking with each other. A result of the pandemic was that as a sudden, everything became so polarized. You were either according to my point of view, and if you weren't, then I had the right to attack you and call your names and whatsoever. How are we ever gonna solve problems if we cannot talk with each other. The same has become uh, obvious in politics. Are we able to across party lines to broker deals? Usually uh, this is against my party line, therefore I'm voting against it. I'm not even looking at is this good or is this bad? I'm just, this is against the party line. And it doesn't matter which party line. They're both not talking to each other or hardly talking to each other. How, how are we going to continue? Think about uh, 10 years into the future. How are we supporting each other? And on the other hand, also being interested in there is 
many more people that are choosing to farm in a different way, to raise their animals in a different way. And I just came across, for instance, of somebody having an ocean farm where they raise kelp. There is so much happening that on the one hand, I'm hopeful. On the other hand, I'm also aware that we are nowhere near where we need to be. So where are we going? What is that initiation that the earth is doing for us? with climate change. It seems like the earth has been asking us to change and and to become more conscious, to become more aware of what we're doing, how we're operating. And we've sort of, let's say, when I say we, the majority of the people, have sort of refused to go there. So... The earth is upping the ante. Climate change, it affects way more people. We have heat waves. We have serious floods. We have serious colds. The climate is no longer the way we are are used to. And yes, there's always been fluctuations. I'm not talking about those, but it's seriously different. And where are we going? Is the climate, so to speak, a symbol for the body of humanity? Where is humanity out of whack? Where are we too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry in regards to different groups of people. How much control is expressed by talking about climate change and we need to control it, we need to do this, that and the other, yet no one is willing to create anything that to make it happen. We've been talking for 40 years and even longer because science has warned about uh, climate change will come if we continue on that trajectory for probably another 10, 20 years at least. So money, And the profit, is that what uh, is driving it? Or are we interested in actually furthering life, protecting life? Life abhors a vacuum and the earth will be fine once we're gone, is that what we want to do? 
I'd rather not have that for my kids. And I have friends who have grandkids. I'd rather for them to have an earth, a living earth, not a dead planet. Really look at sci-fi movies. How are they projecting things to be in the future? We are living on a dead planet in bubble cities. That's one of the options. But is that the beauty we perceive with the living earth? Or have we so much turned towards entertainment, towards the electronic computer online that we are not even noticing that there is a sunset. Oh, it got dark, I need to turn on the light. As a photographer, even if I'm not outside, cognitively watching a sunset, I notice the change in light. And I don't remember how often I have just stepped outside and either just watched the sunset or the sunrise, or taking my camera with me to snap some pictures. There is so much beauty. Are we seeing the beauty? And are we appreciating the beauty? A dead planet, if we kill it, live on Mars, sunrise and sunset, probably will look quite different. Are you smelling the flowers? Have you hugged the tree in quotation marks? I like to lean my back against the tree and just feel that support and feel that loving energy. Have you noticed that if you have truly have a connection to land, that the land is calling for you, is wanting you to be there, to be with it. And that could be as simple as your backyard. And I've had, for instance, when I was living in New Mexico, I had an area there where I went to, to photograph a lot. And I would have a thunderstorm, but since there was a mountain in between where I lived and where that place was, it may have rained there too. It may not have rained there. And I often went and looked for, has it rained? Has it not rained? What has changed? And I was so intimate, familiar, because I went there that often that I could notice things. Are we still willing to do that? Yes, we go hiking. And I have grown up with parents who had an agenda. We go up to the mountaintop because there is a great view. And then we go down. And we do both the up and the down as fast as possible so we can be back home again. There was no time really in savoring 
both the uphill hike or the downhill hike. Yeah, we stayed a little bit at the top, but that was it. Is everything becoming so utilitarian that there is no enjoyment anymore? Are we walking fast in order to get from A to B? Or are we walking slow to hear the birds, to see the animals? that are on the ground, that are surrounding me. I am sometimes so baffled this. Why did nobody else see that animal? It's not that I am so special. And yet, maybe the difference is, is, is I'm willing to be present where I am. I am willing to perceive what is going on around me and to be present with it. And that leads me to what might be the new story. We have to get away from the story of separation because we are not separate. We are part of nature. We are part of each other. I find so much truth in the Native American saying that what affects one of us affects all of us. And with that saying, with the us, they don't just mean humans, other humans. They mean everything. They mean the, light, uh, the animals, the plants, the rocks, uh, the water, the air. Everything is connected. So are we willing to really honor that connection, become aware of that connection that we have with everything and anything and everybody. It means we have to be willing to be present. And I get it that sometimes that being present can feel like it's a lot. I just last weekend, I had been reading the news. Uh, I had been reading books. Uh, I was present with what the energies that were around me, both my own as well as other people's. And I, so to speak, cracked. I overloaded myself. And, oh, I did that. What can I do to change that? Uh, maybe take a break from reading, not read hard stories as much. Take a break for a day or two. Then I have enough inner strength to again be present with it. But not, I'm refusing to separate myself. And I've overdone it, which I noticed last weekend. And live and learn. There is a different way I can do it and still be present, maybe not 100% present, only 80% present. 
but that's so much more than I used to. So where can we take it? What is all that we envision? What are you dreaming of? Have you taken the time to dream of a world that you would like to live in? I haven't taken it until several years ago when external um, events just triggered me. They really impacted me. And as a sudden, I felt the need to write. And I wrote about it. So where are you going with it? What is possible? What do you want to have happen? And how much are you willing to contribute to that happening? Because it takes all of us individually to live what we would like to see. I'm, I've committed myself to living what I would like to see to the best of my abilities and I am anything than perfect in that. I'm so aware of, oh, you screwed up here, you didn't do this. But am I willing to say, oh, I noticed this. I will try to do it more. And by living something, we put an energy into the world that makes it easier for other people to pick up and then go from there. Are we, how much are we willing to contribute to a different world? I invite you to check it out, to be with yourself and see where you go with it. And Probably Marianne and I will be back in two weeks. Otherwise, I will do one by myself again. Take care.